I'm Michael Hall. And I'm Andy Davis. And we want to welcome you to The Dead Vantage, the D&D show where a couple of old school dads embrace new school play. With a few dad jokes thrown in. Hey, Andy. This week, I want to point out where we will have closed in or exceeded 5,000 downloads. So in honor that we wanted to do something a little different, we're going we're gonna to co-build. A character. So instead of doing our traditional head-to-head face-off or trope build, we're going to start with sort of the idea of a trope and just show people how we go about sort of co-building something. Either you could use this as a reference point for how you might build something with your DM or just how you bounce ideas off of another person. We chose something that has a lot of content out there in the ecosystem. So it's a little, it's a challenging build. So we wanted to talk about it because there's a lot of different ways to approach this and a lot of people that want to play it. So the idea is a gish or a magic user sword user, a fighter magic user, however you want to call it. (laughs) For all of those really old school D&D players, it's the fighter magic user combo. Yes. Back when there were no wizard classes, it was just, you were a magic user. (laughs) And it was usually like sort of only like elves could do it. Yeah. There was a lot of restrictions around it. Gish comes from God. I think it's the, the Gith Yankee. It was like started in two E three, where it was like the, the Gith Yankee as they fought the mind flayers to get three of them had champions called Gishes who were magic user fighters. Yeah. I mean, so the sort of classic examples from fiction might be like Gandalf. When you look more closely at like Gandalf from, he is a, he's clearly a magic user, clearly a magical being, but the spells he's casting in the, in those books are pretty, he's creating light. He's doing a few other things, but he's also wielding a sword versus the Balrog. He's doing a lot of other things. I think you could point at uh, like in more recent fiction, a character like Harry Dresden, Mm-hmm. from That's the Dresden Files, character. which is an awesome character, but he's essentially like a battle mage. Right. He's got his he's got his cloak and he's casting magic and <clears throat> he maybe doesn't have a sword, but he definitely has that same sort of vibe. Alric um, of Melnaborn. El, Elric of Melnaborn, the Michael Moorcock character, which is essentially like the archetype that created the Hexblade 100%. class. And there are a few others. There's for people who've read like Sword of Shannara, Alanon from sort of Shannara is kind of that has a little bit of that vibe. There's Terry Goodkind has a sort of truth novels and the main character there, Richard Rawl is a sword wielding magic, magic caster. So I think all of those things, those are sort of like templates that you hold in your head about how a more, a more active, less academic wizard might appear, right? Like how you might build that idea that character out in your head. We looked a little bit at, And I think that's kind of like trying to identify when you think of when we talk about tropes and we talk about these sort of like character archetypes, for lack of a better, better word. I think that's one of the things that I'm always looking for is sort of like examples in fiction or in the real world Mm -hmm. that you can start to look at and say, okay, well, how do I map these abilities, these things to it? And then then that helps, that will help you then define, okay, well, what is the, what is the character class that's going to get me closest to what yeah. we want to do it's an anchor point right like yeah. when we talk yeah. about building with flavor when we talk about building to a trope it gives you an anchor point to help you make decisions because in D, and this is a great the reason we picked this idea is that there are a million different ways to approach it and so you need you need to anchor yourself in your decision making process to help understand and evaluate all the content out there that's going to tell you this is the way to build right. it this is the way to min max it Right. You want to be able to 
have some anchor points that help you in decision making. And this is a pretty wide open one. So it was right. a good one for us to talk about because you could make arguments across the board with the different build types that a paladin is a sword wielding magic user because he has divine magic. A cleric is a deliverer, right? Like you could go any yeah. which way you want. But what we wanted to do was how do you, when you start with such a wide open definition, how do you reduce the options so that you can have an interesting character to play right. and so that you can make good, strong decisions? I, of course, will lean in a little bit on like, how do you min-max it a little bit? Or at least how do you evaluate it from a right. from a power perspective? And you're going to lean in a little bit more on the flavor. And how do we do that? And we thought doing this together would show people a little bit of behind the scenes on how we think about characters and how we build them. So you don't just see the output, you see the process. Right. And I, so I think for me, like one of the central questions of the Gish are, or Gish-like character is, do you want a fighter who can cast magic or do you want a magic user who can wield a sword? That's a great and that's really the, that's really the initial, to me, that's the initial decision, right? You know, Correct. so if you were a, <clears throat> let's say you wanted to be more, I am, I am a fighter who casts magic. Well, that is going to lead you straight down and like immediately to Eldritch Knight, Paladin, even some flavors of cleric. So it would all be actually, in those sorts of places. Let, let's actually first say yeah. we want an arcane person rather than a divine person. So that yeah, that, that can sort of eliminate paladins, paladins and, and, and set them to the side for the moment. Yeah. Say, We're going to focus yeah. on arcane magic rather than divine magic. And that helps us in our decision right. a little bit, not a lot. And then we can then get, to, so we can say, for now, we're going to set aside paladins and clerics. Right. For whatever nothing, reason. Nothing against random decisions, clerics, random decisions. Just again, you're like, as a as a creative person because this is a creative act you're actually trying to narrow your options because right. the narrower your options get the more it force it drives creativity it forces you to be creative in how you solve the correct problem in your head how do you get to that thing that you want to want to create so if we say hey okay it's it needs to be arcane yep that's great i think we so what are talked, the options let's just go through yeah. what are the options yeah. if you're going to choose an arcane i i'll throw out a couple there's, of course, the Hexblade. We mentioned that. Yep. It's a Warlock Hexblade. There's Wizard Bladesinger. Straight yep. up. You don't need to do any multi-classing in either of these. Yep. There's also some two other interesting options, maybe three, depending on how you think about it. But I'm going to set aside the Arcane Trickster Rogue for a moment yep. again, just because we're really thinking fighter more than a rogue. So yep. let's the two other that I would throw out there that where you could take from 1 to 20 would be an Elk Knight um, mm -hmm. and a Swords Bard. Or even actually a College of Valor bard too. But let's, right. I, I feel like there's the Swords bard has a lot of different options that are a little bit more interesting than College of Valor. But you right. could make a case for any one of those one to 20 without any multicasting. They're going to give you the basics of using a sword and casting magic. And they run that spectrum, Andy, that you just said from a little bit more magic, a little bit more swords. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And I think, I think. I think as we think about a goal, like I like the idea of if we are going to have a a wizard again, thinking about Gandalf and sort of like yeah. the relative power of Gandalf if we're using him. Gandalf at the end of the day is like super. He he comes off in the context of those books as very powerful, right? Yeah. So I like the idea of our arcane caster at being able to get whether at level twenty to be able to cast those sort of penultimate. 
they can cast they can cast power word kill or they can they can really like yeah, the ability high I, level I, spells i think is a fun again a fun sort of way to narrow or prune down the choices it's not the right. same that's one of the things that you run into with sort of the classic half casters around like say like the eldritch knight or the arcane trickster mm-hmm. is they get capped i mean i love arcane tricksters mm-hmm. I, but the max level spell that an arcane trickster can cast is a level four spell. Right. Yeah, right. that's you know, exactly they never it. And, really, and you, never really get to the really like chunky stuff. So I, I agree. And, <laughs> and I think and, look, and you, it's a you, slow progression. Yeah. As you make your choices and as you play the character, you're going to make different choices, yeah, right? Of so we're not, we're not going to get hung up on all the different paths because you might at some point just sort of change your mind. But I think at the beginning, mm-hmm. you want to start with a, at least some sort of picture, at least the way we go about building is we always start with level eight in mind. Because yeah. if you think about what am I going to be able to do at level eight, that gives you a clear path to level 20, but it also drives your earlier decisioning as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree, Andy. I think we should, I think for the purposes of this character, we should start with the aspiration that we want to be able to cast a ninth level wizard spell of some sort or a ninth level spell of some sort. That right. leaves us three options. So again, we come back to Hexblade Warlock, Blade Singing Wizard, or a Swords Bard can actually... I'm- I'm going to throw this in the mix. I don't think it's probably quite right, but there is the war mage. There is the war wizard class, which True. is, but which they don't really have the, the, the sword using, I the think sword, have, they don't really have the sword using. They do. They talk a lot in the descriptions of them about these guys who they see their magic, both as a weapon and armor. And it's like right. having those things. What's and this? there might be a way to like, flavor whether it's the arcane focus that they're using or something else mm-hmm. like that there might be a way to to flavor it or work with your dm to get to something like that there's but, that spell it's a relatively high level spell indeed that lets wizard use it, it they I, and i'm drawing a blank on the name of the spell oh, so you're gonna have to look it up i know which one you're and talking about there's and, one that allow, allows you to use essentially and that like would be magic so if you were doing the war mage but that's a pretty high level spell you have to get to a high level yeah so exactly and you and 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 so i think for the purposes of this conversation they're probably two we talked a little bit about classes that are maybe mm-hmm. too melee oriented war mat war mage might actually be a little too much on the magic side for i think the kind of character that we're thinking about right. in our heads but I do want to put it out there as an option. I think you have to. Yeah, thinking think- about it, it is it is relatively new school of magic, but it is an interesting. It's an interesting think- way to do it. They have a lot of interesting kind of more combat flavored. So let's uh, pieces. Let's. let's I, I I'm only doing this because I'm I'm, I've thought about hex blades a lot, and I've actually played a hex blade. <laughs> Yes. And I'm not, I, I'm, I don't want to go down that road personally. So I don't know about you, but like, I'd like to focus us in on Blade Singer and Swords Bard as two right. counterpoints, because I think they give you two very different and interesting styles of play that make this an easier decision to make. I don't I know. Think that, I think that's, I think that's fair. I think, I think everybody understands what a hex blade is and it really is Elric of Meldabone. It's literally in the example they have of, they talk about black razor, which is Elric's sword. When it's that thing of like, you are empowered by a magical weapon and that magical weapon is the thing that drives and you have that pact and that conversation, that relationship with that thing that then gives you the power to do this other stuff. And there's Um, a lot of other, you can go out there and you can look at, there's yeah. a, a million different builds for and there's, the, and the there's, Hexblade from a yeah. Hexadin to a Sorlock to all these weird oh, yeah. sort of combinations that min-max you into dropping yeah. bombs across the, the field yeah. of play. 
I, I'm not, I, I'd rather us think, I, I'd like to think of us as going sort of straight all the way through. And I think the, right. the Swords Bard and the Blade Singer give you the best possibilities for, well, for let's, playing let's, all the way through. Let's talk about the College of Swords and then let's yeah. talk about Blade Singing. So College of Swords, when you look at the the description of them that's in D&D Beyond or in the books, they talk about them, they're they're called Blades and they're they're and they're still entertainers as all bards are right they still have this relationship with enter- i mean entertainment's probably the wrong thing but they they have this this flamboyance to them right that is that that's you know part of what drives the bards they they do that through daring feats with their weapons right and so that might be knife throwing it might be juggling it might be sort of fake fights all kinds of stuff you, know, you can see them as like carnival performers right. who are or duelists think of them as Renfair as Renfair yeah. Renfair people who show yeah. up and they do the fake duels like halfway right. through the day and you get to watch the fake fight but at the end of the day they're they're all friends so they you know the Hawkeye, of- Hawkeye is a swords part because he starts as the swordsman he's trained yes. by the first swordsman <laughs> and then he becomes the swordsman and then he moves over to archery but yeah. at the end of the yeah. day Hawkeye is like from a superhero point of view is a swords bard. Exactly. He's a performer yeah. who then has all these skills. When he becomes Ronin, he's a swords bard, right? Yeah, so yeah. I think that's cool. a, and they actually do. They even talk about that of hey, if they abandon their life as entertainers, they may run into problems. But those things could be or whatever. So they get things like you get proficiency with medium armor. You get you can use it you can use your simple or martial melee weapon as a, as your spell casting focus at third level you get, get a uh, you get to adopt a style of fighting so that could be dueling it could also be two weapon fighting or defense and, or, or defense i think, I, think uh, I, I might choose defense in that case yep because i think yeah. the, the 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 so the choice for me between these two is a little bit and then maybe we sort of do a little thinking yeah. about like how do we make a choice between these two right. the choice for me is the bard is going to be a little bit more of a support spell caster, as we all know, right? But can get to ninth level wizard spells as well, but is going to be mostly in and out of combat, being really, really hard to hit. It, it their right. their their AC scales very easily and quickly early on because of the things they can do with their their their, their special feats right and so the, and they get their ninth level spells at around looks like around 17 yep which i think is probably tracks with our blade singer yeah they they get these blade well. flourishes that allow them yeah. to do some interesting things that are both offensive and defensive right they got most they get a mo- for this build would be defensive flourish which let lets you add your bardic inspiration die to yourself as mm-hmm. both additional damage and whatever you roll as an add to your AC. So you right. you can imagine very quickly and actually pretty early ACs over 20 for for the yeah. for, for the swords yeah. bard which make and the fact that they already start with higher AC or higher hit points than than the wizard makes them pretty viable in and out of sort of melee combat while they still retain the ability to cast a lot of really interesting spells. So that's one thing that I would want to think about as I'm thinking about this build for the Swords Bard. Let, let's talk about the Wizard for a second. Well, yeah, yeah. you haven't really set up the Blade Singer, but do we want to talk a little about the Blade Singer? Singer, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, and so let me, yeah, let me sort of just talk about okay. them. So the Blade Singer is it is a 
wizard, right? It's a part Straight of it. So it has access to the wizard spell list. They have mastered a tradition of wizardry that incorporates the sword and dance. So river river <laughs> wait, dance wait. with swords, everybody. That's right. <laughs> That's true. They are they are they are they are the, the originators of the dance battle. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, they dan- the, the dance off between blade singers is a terrifying sight. Okay, let's just stop setting aside everything else. Let's just talk about the dance off, the the Zoolander dance off. Exactly. If both right? of them, if both of them were oh, wizards, and so were twentieth level blade singers, right? I mean, it's like that awesome awesome image right there right so basically they're saying like hey they use a series of intricate maneuvers you can think of them as blade flourishes or whatever that allow them to channel magic and and also create defenses for themselves they they have this a what is it many who have observed a blade singer at work remember the display is one of the most beautiful experiences in their lives a glorious dance accompanied by a singing blade. Very evocative description as our. Yeah, you could reflavor it however you want. But right? again, you could reflavor it however you wanted. You know, it could also be somebody who is just so they have, they, as they start to swing their sword, their sword starts to glow. And all of a sudden they're, they're describing runes and sigils in the air. And those things are causing spells to happen. And it's just a more, you can flavor these things the same way that like the, the swords bard you could flavor that person to be maybe a little less entertaining and a little more sort of like hey they're they're magically they're a little more magic focused again you yeah know, there's a, there's a way Andy, to reflavor all that stuff to make it it's more the abilities that you want right when the, you and i when i played a, a bard in your king <laughs> and mm-hmm. his 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 performance was he was a knife thrower so everything right. he didn't have, he didn't, he could sing and he could do some other kinds of performances because he had those proficiencies, but he was really focused on like the idea that he was a, 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 a knife thrower. That was his, right. that was his performance. So you could definitely think with the swords part around the way. I think the blade singer is cool because like the, the reason you would take the blade singer is because he's a wizard period flat out, which does mean yeah. you would lean a little bit more toward magic as you got up above 15 because there's really no point like at at that point you're casting massive spells so like you're already super powered but i think at the lower levels what's interesting what's appealing about the blade singer is the fact that because of blade song and because of the sort of the 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 character class advantages you can cast cantrips while within your with your extra attack so you've got two attacks per round and you can cast a cantrip with one of them so you can't do that with firebolts a cantrip too i think so like there are plenty of offensive you know you think about like oh as you can always oh i'm going to cast chill touch on them first which is going to slow them down and lock them in place and then i'm going to use that i'm going to do my second attack yeah as we talk about like the comparative things i will say so when we talk about the war wizard or not the war wizard but like the the gish yeah the gish talk about the gish I do have to say, like when I evaluate the Blade Singer versus the College of Swords Bard, I prob based solely on having full access to the whole wizard spell list, mm-hmm. I probably would lean towards the Blade Singer. Yeah. I and think I, you're right. Because I, I, I think it's I, I think it just feels a little bit more in that vein of like having that access to all that really powerful magic. I, I think it, it means that, a little bit, it's definitely 
to the the magic side of the the yeah. So if you were to choose, we'll, we'll proceed with Blade Singer, and then we'll start making our choices all around that. But I think if you were to the reason to, I'll make one last pitch for Swords Bard because I I want to play a Swords Bard, <laughs> I just do. Of course, but I think this is the, the real pitch on Swords Bard is like the the utility concept of the player. Although right. wizards are super utility too with their magic, I think that the, the here's the one pitch I'll make for Swords Bard, and then we'll proceed with Blade Singer. Yeah. Blade Singer is a difficult character to build and to play, period. It requires a lot of what's called MAD, which is the multiple ability, whatever, distribution. You basically need to figure out how to get three three of your ability scores as high as possible, so you're never likely going to max right. any of them. Yeah. Whereas a Swords Bard, you can pretty much just focus on two, dexterity and charisma. So, uh, so, so when you think about, so when we look at, when I'm looking at Blade Singer, it looks like really intelligence and decks. You, but like you then the need constitution thing. because everything you're going to be doing requires constitution. So you can't ignore constitution. Yeah, you get a because if you lose your constitution, con- you're dead. <laughs> it lets you you gain a, bo- a bonus to any constitution save when you make to maintain your concentration base e- that equals your. So yeah, you want to start with as so, with any wizard, you want to start with intelligence and get intelligence as high as quick as possible. Yeah. But if you ignore dexterity, your AC is not going to be as high as you need it yeah. to be because you don't get access to armor. And if you if you forget about constitution, the one time in ten where you lose constitution. You're in a really, really yeah, hot water. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll, you, some of the decisions we'll, do, have, we'll we'll talk about is like, okay, how do you get out of combat? <laughs> well, because you have to make that choice with with Blazinger. You have to choose some spells and of these or races yeah. that help you get out of combat. Feats. Uh, you do um, get proficiency with light armor. Right at light armor. Correct. Light armor. So but, you do, you get a so you have like a base like let's say you have eleven started, or twelve. Yeah, have a base of eleven or twelve, which at high levels. But I mean, an arcane trickster is in the same boat. Rogues are kind of in almost in the same boat they have the they have better potentially better decks and they can get out of combat with their bonus action yeah yeah which is again but that's the thing is you're creating a character that actually is long run is going to be quite powerful so having those trade-offs well, that's, exactly that's, that's part just, of the thing know. is like understanding like oh okay if we go down if you go down this road when we talk about when we talk about feats and your decisions around your ability score plus ups, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Is that you're yep. you're you're going to have to balance your feat progression and your ability score choices sometimes in favor of mechanics rather than pure flavor. That's all right. I'm really talking about. That's the choice right. you make with blade singing because the, mm-hmm. the the mechanics of the class are really tough. I still struggle. I haven't played one, but I've thought about it a lot, and it's a really hard class to sort of. Or- or you roll all your you you, you keep you keep yes. rolling your own stats and you just roll a ton of sets until that's you right. get that yeah. one that starts with like seventeens across the board. That's right. If if you <laughs> if you're starting with a a, a point buy or our custom build buy or something else, you have to make a lot of hard choices. Yeah, that's all exactly. I'm saying. And that's that's the only negative I think to the blade singer is that you you, you should be an experienced player to to play yeah, blade singer to, take, to pick something um, like I think this it's up. A, it's just a hard it's. Easy to mess up with the blade singer. You don't mess up with anything, but you know what I I would even argue there is something to be said for almost all of the half casters to some degree, with the exception of maybe the paladin. Yeah. I think a lot of the half casters are actually stuff that the first time you play, the first few times you play, 
play something pretty straightforward yeah. and that can still be a caster of some sort, but like trying to manage like an Eldritch Knight and manage the resources around something like that, or like an arcane trickster, or it can get a little involved for the first time you play. And so as we talk, when we talk about beginners playing blade singers, probably not the right choice again, to your point of the mm-hmm. first thing that you would ever want to play. It could be a lot of fun, but it might also be, it's going to be hard. a lot. It's yeah, I mean, wizard by themselves, like by the time you have access to that full spell list, lots of choices. I'm sure, I'm sure all of us have seen actual plays where the one guy in the corner who's playing the wizard, everybody else is like having great role play moments. And this one guy is just like staring at his spell book, trying to figure out what you have so many options. It can become paralyzing, uh, paralyzing. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So Andy, let's talk about how do we, so we've chosen blade singer. Yep. Let's let's talk a little bit about some flavor choices that you might yeah. want to make, or how you approach sort of building flavors, so that we can now choose our our races and our ability distribution. Because I think the first choice coming up is like, what race do we want? Because there's a couple of interesting approaches that, if we have some flavor in mind, it'll give us better opportunities to figure out what to do. How do you feel about a gif gish? A gif gish. <laughs> If anybody is, this, is this Dr. Know, Seuss? The GIF are a new race, a relatively new race in, in D&D that are just hippopotamus people, oh. which I think are hilarious, oh but they're probably not the perfect. They're it's the same not, way that you would um, pick like the, pick, the way not, uh, traditional. They're certainly not traditional They're But I was just when we were talking oh about God. when we were getting ready for this, I was like, what would be like the most ridiculous blade singer you can imagine? And I was, and I started, I had this whole like almost Fantasia moment where I was like, what if it's like a dancing hippo or a dancing elephant? Like how awesome would like a dancing loxodon who's oh. carrying a sword would be bonkers. A, a turtle. A turtle. Go yeah, a turtle. You're like you're like a turtle blade singer. Like how? <laughs> what? How? Let's do, like how insane would oh that be? God. Like that it doesn't necessarily. And again, this is like a flavor choice. Yeah, this yeah. is definitely not a min max. Like no, no. There, there, there's all sorts of min max. There's all sorts of min max. You know, like oh, I want to awesome. play an Aladrin, but I'm only going to ever be the one that gives you face step. You know, or right. whatever. Like yeah, I think there's all kinds of ways you could go, but. uh so the min maxing approach would say, and we'll and we'll we'll say yeah. it, and then we'll set it aside for flavor. The min maxing approach would say an elf of some sort, half elf, so that you get the sort of three ability score bonuses, right. so that you can get a plus two, plus one, plus one. Half elf would be pretty fantastic in Tasha, so that you could then deal with your three ability scores, or a variant human, so that you can add in a, a feat mm-hmm. and basically do the same thing. So you could be a variant human. You could take resilient constitution. You get that plus one in your yep. constitution. Get yourself to an even number, and and then also get the bonuses. And then then you don't have to worry about warcaster till later if you don't want to. So the right. the min maxing approach would say would generally say half elf, elf, or human. I don't care, but that's what yeah. min maxing would tell you. You you're just going to be dealing with other choices down the road if you choose something other, but you might have a lot more yeah. fun. I think if you were choosing if you were choosing a swords bard, just to hail back to yeah. that for one question, I might choose something more interesting, like a changeling or or one of the races that give you more spells uh, right yeah. out the gate, so that you just expand your spell opportunities. But we don't need to go there. Let's let's think about Bladesinger. I'm open to this idea of a Gith or a, a Tortle or a Luxodon. That kind of is <laughs> well, let's, pretty so let's, freaking let's talk, awesome. Let's talk about um, a Luxodon or or let's a talk about a Lox- using Loxodon a, a rapier. Like, ooh, and just oh my god! Let's just 
we'll we'll kind of quickly run through uh like what a loxodon so for people who don't know loxodon are essentially elephant people they're huge they're like seven feet tall these will likely change but if you look at the current the rules that I'm looking at, they say basically your constitution score, you get a plus two increase to con. Yeah, let's let's assume that we can use the wisdom, multiverse. But can, yeah, but we only use the we multiverse want. where you can put those. So you get a yeah, plus two and a plus one. They live about 450 years old. Like we said, they're huge. They're mature when they reach about 60. They their their size is considered medium, but their description puts them at between three and four hundred pounds. They have a powerful build so they can carry stuff as you would expect, but their walking speed is great. They have advantage on saving throws of being against being charmed or frightened because they're, they're cool. And they have natural armor. So they have thick leathery skin. If they aren't wearing armor there, it is 12 plus their con mod, which is great. And then they have a trunk, which they can, they can grab things with their trunk. You can use it as a snorkel. It has a reach of five feet and it can lift a number of pounds equal to five times your strength. They also have keen smell and they read and write common and loxodon. So there is no reason that you couldn't put that plus two plus one into dexterity yeah. and yeah, I think uh, intelligence into and dexterity dex. yeah. intelligence or dex. And then the last one that we were going to talk about were the turtles. They as they're described in the in the turtle package or in DD Beyond, they get a plus two in strength and a plus one in wisdom. Again, we can you can assign those wherever you like. They talk about them reaching adulthood by 15 and live an average of 50 years. They tend to lead orderly ritualistic lives. So you would expect them to be kind of more neutral, but most are neutral or lawful, I guess. And they would be they tend to favor the good alignment. They're considered medium. They weigh about 450 pounds, but they're only five or five or six feet tall. They have claws. They have natural weapons claws. You can hold your breath for up to an hour. You have natural armor. So when we talk about armor class, uh, they have a base armor of 17, but they also have something called shell defense. So you can use an action to pull all your stuff into your shell, in which case you get a plus four bonus to AC. You have advantage on strength and con saves. But while you're in your shell, you are prone. Your speed is zero. Can't and can't increase. You have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. No reactions, and the only action you can take is a bonus action to emerge from your shell. And then they have you gain proficiency in survival. I think they're again. I think they're pretty funny. It's probably. I think the idea of the loxodon really does make me laugh. I think <laughs> I think that's, I think the loxodon is kind of really interesting. I like the turtle, but I think the turtle comes with a lot of problems that are going to be challenging for us to solve around armor yeah. class. And also, you think about like the for all that age doesn't matter. I like the idea of something that can wizards to me are always long lived. Yeah, being. I like the idea of the loxodon. I, I yeah. hadn't even thought about it, but it. I think in honor of flavor, I think let's let's try a loxodon. Loxodon. Okay. I I would have. Probably in in my min maxing mania, I probably would have gone Eladrin, yeah. only because one of the things I really like about Eladrin is the face step built in, and right. if you chose Spring Eladrin, you can touch somebody and use the face step to send them away. Yeah. Uh, from a flavor play standpoint, the idea that you could be in combat and if you're really having problems, you can send somebody away. Or if you mm-hmm. had a spell like a, a, a wall of fire or something, or if ours black tentacles, you could send an enemy into that. Those are 
Those are just right. cool, mechanical, flavorful play styles. I would really love to explore, but why do that when you can have a, an elephant blade singer? <laughs> so are you in D and D beyond building this? I, I, I can. Yeah. I'll, I'll or I can, I, I have, I've already got right the now. build set up. Okay, so I just, I'm just going to switch them over to awesome. I'll switch them from Eladrin elf to, and we'll see what happens. Awesome. So the first thing, so we, we, so Andy, we've got this, we've got a elephant blade singer. So yes. maybe while I do this, you, maybe you wax a little bit about like, how did this, how did this Lexanon come to be? Like, what, did, yeah, what, like what, what's the history behind <clears throat> blade singing for this Luxodon and, and how did he, how did he get there? Is it a tradition? Is he working against tradition? What's, what's his backstory a little bit, just so that we can start to then anchor some of our other decisions. Right, right, right. So, so he's a blade singer as I think he comes from a, a family. I think it's a family of, or maybe let's say it's she. I don't okay. think it's a he. I yeah, think it's a right she. On. I think she comes from, uh, or they come from a, a family of blade singers. I think that the singing component of it, when I think singing, it's almost like they do, I'm thinking of almost like an Eastern Asian kind of. Andy, I mean, elephant trumpet. Elephant oh, trumpet. Well, I was thinking about throat singing. I was thinking oh about God. like tube and throat singing. Oh, and like, okay. There's a the Buddhist huge, monk. Yeah, it's like this Buddhist monk, and they wear these like flowing, kind of like Buddhist, like the saffron colored robes. Ooh. Maybe they like dye, maybe they're like, they have like, they have the Indian dabs, the color on their yeah. forehead or something. But the idea of them in these like loose, almost monk-like robes, um, and I think their, I think their sword is. I like the idea of the Indian, like this sort of Indian the scimitar. Kind of fun, the scimitar. I think their sword is like this big scimitar. Yeah. Oh, I got just really just for everybody out there, a big scimitar does the same damage as a small scimitar. A small, small scimitar. You just need <laughs> something. To, you need something to scale. I think because you can't are... use a great sword as a as a blade singer. It has to be right, one handed. Right weapon you can you can dual class you can multi-class into dual classing and use two finesse weapons but you can only use on you you have to have you can't use a two-handed weapon yeah and i think that i would even say that the like i, I would even maybe flavor their armor as not so much that they're wearing like leather armor i mean their skin is tough but almost that like they're wearing these flowing robes and like it's just the fact that the robes are flowing as they move makes them just a little bit harder to hit. Almost think of it as like a, just a mundane version of a blur. So Andy, you know, with the, with the Luxodon in the Mordenkind's, I believe this is the Mordenkind's build, you actually have natural armor. So you actually yeah, have a so thick you, leathery skin. When you aren't wearing <coughs> armor, your AC is 12 plus your constitution modifier, which is really right. interesting. So we don't yeah. necessarily Need. even have to wear uh, leather yeah, armor. I guess, which I guess that would, yeah, that totally makes sense. Because it does you put... Just, it does put an interesting spin on us, our desire to boost constitution for all the obvious reasons that it's going to actually determine for me, one of the potential feats that we might take. Right. To be honest. But yeah, I think, I think the idea of this very, almost very Zen like uh, char character, who's got this sort of hybrid of Mongolian Indian. And this is one of the things that I like to do. Like when I think about cultures, Mm -hmm. in games or like cultures around characters is I the idea of what is fantasy right so there's the idea that you could take inspiration from Indian culture and elephants and their relationship with with elephants and and that and some of the sort of just 
the descriptive notes of the dress, maybe even like some of the painting of the faces and stuff like that. But then also map that to, oh, but what if it's more this idea of not necessarily Indian singing, but it's more like the throat singing, which I just think Mm -hmm. is unexpected. And then, you know, that you can kind of like pull all those things together and create something that is net new that doesn't feel yeah, you're it not, has you're notes not, of all those things, but you're not like making it derivative. You're not making it in a way that that comes across. Hopefully, doesn't come across as cultural um, appropriation. Yeah, cultural yeah, I appropriation. Think, I think or cultural, funny. like kind of like that's like you're you're making it. It's very easy to make a caricature. Yes. Right, and I think, and that's one of the things as you think about how you want to pick up notes is like, how do I make this more than a caricature? I think that's right. I think the the place that I go when I try to be both culturally sensitive and not caricaturish is I I look at Avatar the that well, the yeah the, the, that's the, great the, the the cartoon series because that that is a pretty clear mishmash of all sorts of different cultures thrown together in each of the sort of different aspects of the avatar right so right you you, you it's it's not the the fire nation is just japanese other cultures mm-hmm. thrown in and and so on and so forth you know the the earth the earthbenders are not just chinese straight up yeah yeah um, exactly. th- there's just some interesting mishmashes of culture and it's a it's respectful and not cartoonish yeah. for a cartoon. Um, <laughs> I think that's sort of where I go when I try to think through it and, and I try right. to be respectful. Like, again, I'm taking influences rather than appropriating. And I think that's right. helps you form your thoughts around it. But again, just be, be mindful when you create characters. So let's talk about ability scores. When we, when we start yep. off here, we use a, a standard array that is similar to standard array, but in point total, but a little bit more differentiated in its distribution so that you can get places mm-hmm. quicker. We use a 17, 15, 13, 12, 10, 8. So I, I would, I think, Andy, for this character, because we want to get our intelli- intelligence drives everything here, yep. even though we have to pay attention to both dexterity and constitution. Um I think we need to start with our 17 intel in, in intelligence. And then I would probably go, although I'm debating it, the because we got a finesse weapon and we don't get bonuses, we still have to rely on hitting with the finesse weapon. I'd probably go with my 15 in dexterity and my yep. 13 in constitution. Although I could, because of the Luxodon getting their AC up from constitution. I could be convinced to flip those, but I don't know how do we, because we, we, there are a couple of different ways. If if we go towards feats like resilient constitution, which I'm very tempted to take in our first mm-hmm. feat, I could go with the 15 index and the 13 in constitution. Well, I think it's definitely 17 with intelligence is a given. We have, I would probably do 17, 15, for decks yep and then do the 13 for constitution but use our plus two to bring the constitution up to 15 so we have 17 15 15 and then the last i would probably yeah but so yeah i mean well i was thinking this plus two into intelligence because you can it it there's a pretty clear path to getting your intelligence up to 20 if we're starting with level eight we can take a feat that improves our intel a half feat that improves our intelligence there are a lot of good ones out there that could add some interesting flavor. And then there's also a lot of half feats that could boost either our dexterity or our constitution up. So what I was thinking was 17 plus two in intelligence, getting us to a 19 to start. Right. The plus one dexterity, so we get to 16 on dexterity, so we get that extra bonus. We hold right. on constitution because we're going to take a feat 
that improves our constitution is is right. my thought. But I'm open to different things. It depends on what no, we want to do with I, our feet. No, I think that makes sense. I mean, because then you can either take the resilient feet or you could take like Warcaster. Yeah. I'm debating like Warcaster in this character build. I'm debating Warcaster. There's a lot to like about it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think as I look at it, let me just see what I got here. I, I almost feel like I almost feel like I want to take I almost want to take Fey touched with this character. Right. Uh, to get to get a misty step out of it and then so boost had- that intelligence up to 20. Because that sounds pretty cool, you know. So are we taking a we've talked about like in some of our earlier episodes, we've talked yeah. about like the idea. Are we going to take like a just kind of a bonus feat in this first part of creation in addition? No, to I think I think we just get to, we've got our two feats to play with with this character. Okay. Then um, we we could, but I think we, let's just do the two feats to play with, just so we stay a little bit more standard build. Okay. So the the options are, and again, the reason people were talking about our distribution is we want to see when you think about level eight, you've got two feats to play with, so you can start to think ahead on like what your what your ability scores might be at the beginning, so that you can figure out what are you going to do, so you can get right. them to your even numbers. So that's what we're discussing right now. Is yeah. that if we have sort of an idea where you might not choose these two feats as you're playing the character, but if you have an idea. You're right. not locking yourself into something that you can't get out of. So the the options to me on the feet table for this character, the, the four, four feats that I would consider taking for this character, I would consider taking resilient constitution. I would consider taking tough. Tough is also, I believe, a half feet. Let me double check it. Not a half feet. It is a strip. Okay. So I take that back. But I would still consider tough just to get the HP up. I would consider tough. I would consider slasher. I would consider fey touched in order to get misty step and get my intelligence up to 20. I would consider resilient constitution. And of course, I would consider warcaster. Those would sort of be the the interesting beats that I would be thinking about with this. So so then in my mind, from a character perspective, we have this young woman, this young female Mm -hmm. loxodon who is now out in the world. It's likely that her race is not terribly well known where she's traveling to, and she is on some sort of journey and has, you know, is is seeking something. We don't need to necessarily know exactly what that is at this point. But when I think about like, I like the idea character wise, I probably like the idea more of like resilient Mm -hmm. over knowing. I guess the question is like, what if she is Faye touched? How did that come about? Another, or, or is it is it the idea of oh maybe she's grown up in a family of blade singers and she's on some sort of rumspringen mm-hmm. I, I know that I've to- totally mashed that up but she's on she's on some sort of journey for her before she goes back to her family mm-hmm. um, so there's something in that uh, like the resilient which I like or maybe she is the idea of like if she is a warcaster well where did that capability come from maybe if you were going to like really pick up on like the elephantness of it maybe her family has been abused for a long time and they have come to this tradition as a way to defend themselves mm-hmm. and now their warcaster is she she freed herself from some place of abuse and is now on a uh, and a, and that strengthened her and scarred her in a way that made that delivered warcaster so i from uh as we think about the character like how did that come about so there's another way to approach this and i just thought of it 
that might be really another cool way to think about this character that might actually fit better than Faye Touched, even though I'm a fan of Faye Touched yeah. because it gives you the Misty Test, Misty Step, and a and a spell. Mm-hmm. Um, we could give her telekinetic. <laughs> Because telekinetic right. is a plus one to intelligence. We get ours. We still are getting yep. our intelligence up to 20. That gives right. us when we're in blade song, we've got an AC of 19. Mm-hmm. Um, and if shield that gives us, you know, up to 24. So that's pretty freaking yeah. good. Like, yeah. We've got some great options. It improves our, and it gives her another, again, a way to get people away from her. Right. Like right. that's and with a magic user in particular with a, with a wizard, the ability to push people into area effect spells that we've set to hold them down, lock them down. Well, and and it could be just the same as like, you think of maybe the way that that spell looks flavor wise is it's not purely telekinetic, (laughs) but it's her just like hammering the ground and it's driving everybody around her back because she hits the ground so hard. Yeah. Or maybe she has like a, a, maybe her trunk sort of grows and becomes sort of like a, like a, like yeah, a, like a, a green lantern just kind like, of yeah, yeah, she did, just that, knocks pushes everybody and back. holds people away. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm digging. So I like that. It. I like that. I like telling flavor wise. I'm digging yeah. it. So let me let me actually just read that to you so that you can because I think that's the way to go with this character. You learn the mage hand spell, so it, it gives you a cantrip right off the bat. Right. That's pretty cool. In addition to the to, other and everything else you, you, have. you have, and you can make this mage hand invisible. <laughs> um, you can also attempt to shove a creature with your mind right so you get that 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 shove so maybe that's the the sort of trunk thing yeah and it gives us the plus one the half feet the plus one to intelligence I so I, I think what we've done is here we've, we've gone with resilient to get our con up which gives us a 14 armor class base which isn't bad for a wizard but then when we blade song it goes up to a 19 oh, and then right. we've got telekinetic that gives us that other half feet for intelligence up to 20. So now in this eighth level character, we've got an eight strength. So strength was our dump. Dexterity is 16, which gives us a nice ability to hit. We've got a 14 constitution, which is respectable. We've got a 20 intelligence, which is really going to drive a lot of things for us, including our spell levels, which is really important. We've got a 10 wisdom and a 12 charisma. And we could flip flop the wisdom and the charisma wherever we want. I would make a, can I make a pitch for for charisma being the dump stat? Yeah. I just like, I just like the because idea. of who this character is. Yeah, because this yeah. character is an elephant, right? You know, yeah. they like having some level yep. of strength, at I least agree. like a 10 strength. Yep. I think so, what do you some, think? Do we want to, I mean, because it doesn't, again, look, min maxing would say, would, would tell us, min maxing would tell us to put the 12 in wisdom, but I don't need the 12 in wisdom. We could do 12 in strength because she's who she is and then give her an, a, a 10 wisdom and an eight charisma that feels more accurate to this character yeah i like that and again like as we as you think about this is i think for our listeners this is sort of finding the the balance between what the character requires and what like in min maxing right min maxing one of the things that i that i struggle with personally with min maxing is clearly you want the character who is going to be the most effective character Right. <clears throat> but sometimes min maxing forces you into a path that feels very that feels very well tread. Yeah. That it feels like it it almost can feel like it's limiting your choices because clearly if I'm going to be this, then I have to take this feat and I have to do this thing. And then all of a sudden you sort of end up with a character that maybe doesn't feel as singular as you might want. And like our Loxodon. <laughs> 
I, I really want to play this character now, even though I don't have a name for her, but I think it would be the idea of this dancing blade singing wizard. I'm way more into this gish than I, than I was when we first started. That's how it always right. goes. Andy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So I'm adding the scimitar to her and putting that <coughs> in play, taking at the rapier. Yeah. I you could make a really good case in this one for for slasher because that mm-hmm. also would have gotten us up that would have gotten our dexterity up and if we chose the path of slasher I would have made some different choices I would have probably flip-flopped the con the approach to constitution or I would have flip-flopped my ability distribution I would have probably kept it at 15 but waited for scimitar we probably pretty much end up in the same spot um, but I wouldn't, I would have probably given my plus one to constitution off the bat rather than my plus one to dexterity off the bat. Yeah. We ended up in the same spot, but different paths <laughs> to get there yeah. because slasher would be cool for this character too. Right. Because again, what so we've talked about slasher and our favorite feats, what it can do for you. But I think, I think I like resilient constitution better for this blade singer because of what it gives us in terms of our, what we can do to hold constitution. Right saving throws because our constitution slaving th- slaving throws our constitution saving throws are now hold one second so we get to add our plus five and in intelligence to our constitution saving mm-hmm. throw to our plus two that we have so it's a plus seven for our constitution saving throw plus we gain proficiency so now we're at plus three so it's a plus ten to our to our to hold constitution that's pretty uh, good hold, yeah to hold constitution that's pretty good yeah, for sure. no, <laughs> that, that's that, pretty we, amazing, we don't have yeah. advantage on it we down the road we could take warcaster if we really must for all the obvious reasons that warcaster gives you uh but we've got a plus 10 at the beginning we're going to hold constitution. so an eighth level an eighth level character can cast fourth level spells correct so let's okay. start thinking so i'll just do a review of our character as it stands and then we'll talk mm-hmm. about like how do we build the spell list for this because i think that's the sort of next sort of thing we want to do is start thinking what spells might this character have which is yep. always what you do with wizards and flavor so again we've got a 12 strength we've got a 16 dexterity we've got a 14 constitution we've got a 20 intelligence we've got a 10 wisdom and we've got an 8 charisma we've got an armor class base of 14 which goes up to 19 when we're in blade song we've got uh we've got a we're able to hold concentration at plus 10 so that's pretty good we've got telekinetic feet which gives us a free mage hand an invisible mage hand which is pretty cool mm-hmm. and then we can also do a shove action which is pretty fantastic as well that's pretty cool i i i'm i'm digging on this we've got keen smell because of because of being a luxodon We've got this trunk, which is also pretty cool. We've got, again, yep. we've said, our, we've said, I've got our, our natural armor. Ba-ba. We have, oh, the Luxodon also has advantage against saving throws on being charmed or frightened. That's pretty yeah. good for this character. Which is pretty good. Yeah. All right. And we've got an extra size of carrying capacity. So I think we've got a pretty inter- interesting character across the board here. Andy, let's talk about how we go about approaching spells. Since we get up to fourth level spells, what what are what might our spell list be? Let's talk about let's talk about our 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 cantrips right off the bat. Yeah. So we already have mage hand. Yeah. When we think of kind of utility ish type spells, I think I think well the, the first thing we, 
first thing we have to take is booming blade because you need booming blade to be a functional blade singer. We just have, I mean, I don't, yeah, don't I want to min max it, but you yeah, kind of have to take yeah, it. <laughs> I think it's, it's not on the list that I'm looking at, but that doesn't mean that it should be. I'm, I think I'm looking at a bad list. I don't think it's complete. I think it's just from the basic rules. Yeah, it, it, it should be. List. Yeah. Booming blade is available. So we should get, we should take booming blade, but I think you're right. Prestidigitation always a good choice. Yeah. Booming blade, potentially green flame blade is another mm-hmm. good one. They are, this is, I would also argue that maybe even, I'm just trying to look through some of these. I, there's part of me that's like, maybe even like acid splash or something that is a little more ranged might be kind of a, a fun one. I, I think but that's cool. I've got one. I, I've got, so here's, here's my thought. And this is playing into the Luxodon yeah. and maybe some of the tropes around elephants. I, I I don't think she knows a lot of the fire spells. I think we yeah, I think we stay I away from fire spells. Fire. Okay. I think we go towards water spells <laughs> because she's going to hold water in her trunk. No, trunk so she's going to have shape people. water. Oh, I love and then it. she might have one of the like she might have like a ray of frost or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love it. I love it. I think yeah, I think those are two great choices. And I don't think we need to go through and pick all of her spells. No, no, them, I think but, we just find the ones I, that are the most but, the but, flavor pieces. But again, like as a theme to just be like, no, she's not fire oriented. She's water oriented and she's keeping this water kind of just stored, you know, before she goes into a fight that she just like drains a a, a water skin and has it in her mouth or in her nose. That she can just be like, I'm going right. to blast this water out. And then it's wall of fog. It's a fog cloud. You were so like, that's great. Okay. That's awesome. awesome. I think we're, something's coming to, yeah. to bear here. Right. Yeah. So, 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 we, fo- so first level spells fog cloud clearly. Yeah. Fog. I think, I think we have to take, um, I think we have to, there are a couple things that are sort of minimum takes here for her. Yeah just blade singing maxing we, we need her to take absorb elements she we have to i think we choose two of these three um we don't have to take all three but we choose mm-hmm. two of the three that she would generally she probably learn all of them but have them prepared yep. in it shield silvery bards absorb elements are kind of a mandatory if you're going to be a blade singer because you mage, have to be able to, does mage what is mage armor just it's not worth armor. it because she doesn't yeah, need so, it like she's well, already got it does it he a, might be able remember. to actually use it. So if, if you're a traditional blade singer, you can't even wear light armor, but because oh, she's can. not wearing light armor, you can, you have proficiency in light armor. No, but you can't wear, you can't, you can't stack mage, mage armor, or on mage armor on. Yeah. Right. But, but because she's got natural armor, maybe she can. <laughs> yeah. I had never 13, thought about this becomes before. 13, she's got natural armor. There's nothing that says it's, she could probably, she could probably, probably use mage, use armor. mage armor. Yeah. It's 13 Holy. plus your dex modifier. It becomes your base. Well, but she's already got a 14. So what's her, her dex I, you'd have to get a ruling from your DM. Yeah. You'd have to might. get your ruling from your DM, whether you, because yeah. your, your base is 14. Cause you're using con. But basically, this basically would say that you could also then use your con and your decks together. Yeah. Holy crap. That would be that a good be, argument with your DM. That would be funny. That would be very, that, again, yeah. Okay. But very I think, you, again, you choose one of those, two of the three, I think. I kind of like Silvery Barbs. It, yeah, I think it's pretty good. Useful. In this case, maybe it's her singing, like the throat vocalizations or like the, the flavor <laughs> we, of it. As we think about like the water themed stuff, I think Ice Knife is one yeah, of them. I think, I, Ice Knife. So Fox Cloud. Ice knife, color spray, maybe if only because color spray of the or spray. grease. Grease yeah. might be kind of cool. Might be good, especially if you've got grease uh, and the telekinesis, yeah. right? 
that might be really yeah. a really good way to get people a away from you and keep them away from you. Fun combination of stuff. I think we got a lot of growth stuff early <laughs> yeah, on. So let's move up. Let's move yeah. up to like two and start two, thinking. We, you, so you guys get a sense of how we're thinking about this is we're trying to find spells that stay on flavor rather than just the best spells. But yeah. like once, once you start having spells that are on flavor, it you you come up with new ideas, right? Like the idea using right. grease. Okay, she's got telekinetic. She's got to keep people away from her. She's got water in her mouth or in her trunk. She can create ice. You just flavor it as ice on the ground. I've got the... I've got the second level spell. All right. Gust of wind. Oh, <laughs> again, Literally another like good control spell. So instead, of, so instead of, wind. instead of using grease, she might use gust of wind again, really powerful with sort of these, these things that we're talking about. I mean, reduce um, and large might be sort of ridiculous. That would be pretty fun with, with this character. Yeah. Um, um, I think also magic weapon, right? Mm-hmm. Like as you think about Again, things that if you're casting magic weapon, if you're fighting something that requires yeah. that on top of booming blade, that's a concentration. Like that. I think that's a concentration spell. So you might have to get into some interesting places there. No. I'm, I'm again for this character. I'm never opposed to things like mirror image or misty step, just so that you yep. can get out of trouble. I think, I think so. are yeah, really absolutely. Important. I, yeah, mirror mirror image for sure. I think there is this sort of like. <clears throat> almost illusion like the idea of the illusion water thing those mm-hmm. those two themes have always gone well together yeah. for me in my mind so but yeah the idea of mirror image i think would be great i think we've got trip. a good things to work yeah. from i mean there's yeah. also i don't know how i've never used it but there's like snillox snowball swarm yeah starts to come into play with this sort of ice themed there's rhymes binding ice again i'd look yeah. at all of those i'd look at all the I'd look at all these water spells, ice spells, because those yeah. are, I think are all things you might want to continue. I think I like I like the idea of ice and sort of mind-based sort of psionic spells. You might also go towards like phantasmal force or some of these other spells or suggestion that might be really interesting. Yeah. Again, thinking through like play style, the ability to lock players down at the same time as fighting them. Right. I think you also want to look with a blade singer, you want to look pretty hard at anything that's a bonus action spell because you with with again with blade song at this level you have an attack your second attack can either be a cantrip or or another attack so you've got you've got sort of two options like you've got attack spell and then you still have a bonus action spell so you can you yeah. can work your way through quite a lot of magic if you want to so you should be thinking through things that are that aren't just right. action-based bonus action spells become really, really powerful for a blade swinger, blade yeah. singer. So let's go to third level spells. Like third what are level third level is like the, the, the third and fourth are kind of like just the, the, it's a, it's a bonanza as we talked about in our favorite, yeah. favorite spells episode. It's a bonanza of spells. Uh, uh, there's just so many good to, ones to choose yeah, from. There's like sleet storm. There's tidal wave as we keep going in this sort of thunder step. Thunder step is, is almost, I think you have spell. to take thunder step, but that isn't yeah. that second level. Thunderstep uh, no, Thunderstep's a third level. Okay. I think. I think you have to take Thunderstep as a blade singer because you have to be able to, again, you can then forego face step. You can right. get out of trouble. It's really important to be able to get out of trouble. I think haste yep. is a, is sort of a mandatory for blade singer. Not necessarily, again, I'm talking mm-hmm. about the things that are for blade singers, not necessarily for the flavor of this character. Right. But the right. idea of this character being hasted is pretty <laughs> awesome too. Um, I do, I do, I have to say the idea of like, the reduce and large that I think my initial thought was like, oh, they would reduce their size. And I'm like, no, no, no. For them to go up and become this like 12 foot tall, 
whirling dervish of fun stuff i mean it could just be nuts on a on a battlefield that would be great i think that that's to to stop and then just like you know there's there are a few other ones that are kind of interesting in this space you know lightning lightning bolt as opposed to fireball uh, fireball or and, and i would even say you could even make a case for hey talking to your dm about hey i'd like to reflavor fireball as something not but it's not fire yeah right that it's a different form of damage maybe it is like maybe it's an explosive maybe it's water you know it's water ball and you throw this thing and it explodes water in every direction or it's it's ice ball or something yeah. like that yeah. I, I think those are all legitimate conversations yeah. to have yeah. with your yeah. dm so we've, we've we've gone through a bunch of those anything else i think slow is also like from a just a min maxing yep. perspective slow is actually an underrated spell i yeah. think but it's also a really good spell for blazing or again what yeah. you want to be able to think about like and again i'll just do my min maxing bit here what you want to be able to think of is, is what is going to get you you're, you're out there and you have less his points than any other sort of melee character so you right. just need to you need to be able you need to be able to address your exit <laughs> um because yeah. if, if you you know what happens what happens with blade singers and i've actually seen this a bunch of actual places where i've watched people playing blade singers this is the only time you get hit is with a crit yeah and that's problematic yeah because <laughs> you're basically yeah. all of a sudden you, you like sure you got yeah. you you don't get hit a lot because your ac is so high but when you get hit it's, it's hit. a crit and all of a sudden and your, your team, concentration spells all drop everything starts to right your concentration drops that's why we we focus on concentration and then also you take you know pretty much half your hit points and damage in one hit yeah so you want to be able to think through things that that sort of that's why absorb elements is really powerful because absorb mm-hmm. elements can reduce the amount of damage you take uh, very quickly. So you don't, you don't lose concentration. Yep. So again, there are a bunch of ways to think around this. So I would take either shield or silvery barbs and then always take absorb elements so that you can have your damage, can maintain concentration. Yep. And then I would always think of exit. So teleportation yep. spells, some of the speed spells that like expeditious retreat, things like that yeah. are always worth so thinking there's, about. There's, there's a lot of stuff now that wasn't available even yeah. a couple of years ago that really does help wizards get out of trouble. That's right. Or, <laughs> and then the other, the reason mm-hmm. I was getting this is so slow or just holding your enemies at bay, right? So slow, right. any of the control area spells like web, the wall, like the wall, wall spells, spells are great. You know, because they all right. So let's let's start thinking about. I think we've hit on a number of really cool yeah. things that could work. Thunderstep just sounds really cool with that an elephant, awesome. right? Just like yeah. and then out peace. And then so let's <laughs> start talking about fourth level because there's some yeah. pretty. There we've talked about fourth a bunch. Like fourth, as good as third level is, fourth is, is better. Crazy <laughs> good. Too. Yeah. So I mean, there's a few in there. I think the ones that I see off the top of my head, again, in the same sort of theme you've got control water you've got things like ice storm there are things like vitriolic sphere or watery sphere which i think are again like really fun the flavorful spells some of those are concentration spells one of the issues as we talk about like bonus action spells you do start to run in this to this trouble of like there are not a lot of bonus action spells available to wizards at higher levels mm-hmm. right so you may have to you start and again we talked about this earlier as you get higher level and you start casting higher level magics, you're going to find your blade singer spending a little less time swinging a sword and a little more time, maybe a little further back in the party, casting spells over the top more in that sort of traditional mm-hmm. wizard kind of role. 
which isn't bad, you know, I mean, it is, but it is one of those things as you start to see the the bigger spells, the high level magic spells, you get stuff like Dimension Door, you get stuff like Bard's Black Tentacles, easily reflavored <laughs> into, easily reflavored Trunks, into a, a big oh, you, pool of water and like trunk. These oh, that's exactly where I was going. I was waiting to say it. Down. You totally yeah, got I mean, there. Yeah. I mean, all oh. kind, there's all kinds of stuff that you can do. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's I think fun. the other one to really seriously think through, and again, I would make sure that you flavor this one really interestingly, is I would actually probably take polymorph. I always take polymorph, but like yeah. I always try to flavor in a way because along the same lines of the enlarge reduce like you polymorph into a bigger elephant <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, know? Um, you, po- you polymorph yourself into all of a sudden you've got you, you want to extend your hit points you you get below yep. 20 hit points and you polymorph into an elephant and you've got 76 hit points what? Yep. and then you're off to the races again yeah right exactly yeah no that's that that's awesome but just I again i hadn't the- even thought about that but that's great <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm really digging this. I know, right? She she sounds like so much fun to play. Um, so I think we've again we've talked a lot about this. This is how we build characters. Andy and I are actually, despite some of our paths are different, we we have a very similar philosophy, which is why we work well together. But I think you can sort of see, like, the whole point here is to try to get to fun and get to fun and and being willing to make trade offs. I always want to know what I can max out of my power, but I always willing to make the trade off too. So I think that this combination of like, how do you make your character fun to play really has to start at the beginning of all this. And then it drives a lot of cool decisions. Yeah. So I think we probably have a couple more. Do we assign all of our feats? We maybe have one more. No, we have the two feats. Yeah. I I think, yeah, just two. And it was brilliant constitution and telekinetic, but you could make an argument, a really good argument for slasher. Uh, You could make a really good argument for tough, you could make a really good argument for Warcaster. All of those would fit into this build. You might change your approach to your ability scores a little bit. There's nothing wrong in a Blade Singer of just taking also no feats and taking the plus two because the plus two can do a lot for you. Again, yeah. min maxing approach would would suggest that maybe you have to take at least one or early feats um, as a plus two feats as, as as ability score increases. That's why I like the half feats because again with our array you're starting out with a lot of unevens and that gets you to evens. So it gets you up another plus one. So I think the only thing that we're missing from this character is now a name. I know. Right. right? Which, and so this is how I, this is one of the ways that I go around naming characters is sometimes I'll start with a name. Like I'll come up with an interesting name and I'll be like, well, I just have to build a character that falls out of that name. But in this case where you kind of, we've, where we've kind of built this up this way, I start doing stuff like I'll just search like 10 famous elephants Right? I've, I've already at, got one for you. Uh, I've, I've, okay, I've Let's got we, my pitch. I've got okay. my pitch, which is uh, Kandula, the elephant who helped unify Sri Lanka. Oh my God! So, well, which is this deep. great? Yeah. So it's. Uh, I went. I went really low. <laughs> yes. Or, or you can go to like Dumbo or Jumbo. Oh or no, those guys. Yeah, Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Kandula is the name of our character. So there you go. Clearly, right? Yeah. So yeah, for those who aren't familiar, there is Babar, Bar. which is the the famous, the most famous. But yeah, like exactly. So then, so then you're just like sort of like looking around at names, going like, well, which one of these like feel evocative of this character that I have? But Barbara Kandula to me is like, yeah, there you go, that's the name. So and the people say Barbara, and she'll say no, Babara. Yeah, Babara, <laughs> Babara Kandula is the yeah, name. Right? Yeah. So when people call her Barbara, she just yeah. But you can call me Beth. No. 
but you, you can, can call, call me Babs. Babs. But you can call me Babs. <laughs> oh my gosh, Barbara Babara Babs Kandula is, <laughs> uh, is what we got, which I freaking love. That's that awesome. was that was pretty good. That was That's fun, good. Andy. We yeah, had never done good. one of these before, so I'm I'm pretty pleased with with how it turned out. That was that was more fun than I had anticipated, and and still good. Yeah, no, that was great. We we had. I think you could argue that Babara is possibly a dad joke, but I've got a dad joke for you. Okay, you go for the dad joke. Our party's fire genasi wants me to blow air on them whenever they overheat, but honestly, I'm not a fan. <laughs> That's a, that's a favorite of mine, Andy. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, was, yeah I, was, I liked it. I was like, oh, yeah. Hey. hey. I'm not hey a I am I'm a fan not, I'm not, of that joke. I, I'm a fan of the joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Brilliant. Okay. All right, well, everybody. We really appreciate Oh, Andy, we didn't do the socials. Yeah, we didn't talk about the socials. So yeah. you can find us on Twitter at the underscore advantage. You can also find us on Facebook if you just look for the Dadvantage podcast. We recently posted there. We've got a couple of t-shirts for people, anybody who wants to support the pod, as they say. One is our logo, our new updated logo. And the other one is just a t-shirt that says in rock and roll style letters, roll with the advantage, which is what I we want t-shirt. all of you guys to do. Yeah. So fantastic. You know, again, yeah, and, you know, and we, as I mentioned at the top, I think either at when this is published or soon after, or a little bit before we'll have crossed 5,000 downloads, which is a pretty big accomplishment yeah. for a six month old podcast. And then we'll also be over 750 followers on Twitter, which is also pretty nice. We're closing in on that yep. any day now. I think we'll maybe even be doing some sort of giveaways, I think, in honor of both these things. Yep. But we want to thank you all for listening. We really appreciate for it. For sure. We really, both of us really appreciate it. It's, it's been a really fun journey so far and we're look forward, looking forward to it continuing. Yeah. If you like this format, we might do another one of these down the road. So yeah. we all feel free to reach out to us on Twitter if you have an idea. If you want to see us build something. Um, Sorlock coming your way. Sorlock. <laughs> Sorlock. I, uh, Andy, I, we, we there's, what, there's, later, the got, there's the I've Bardadin. There's the that's like another one that everybody loves. I, I have not played a, a sorcerer yet. And I, I actually think this character build is going to be a sorcerer. So the Sorlock awesome. might be in my future. Awesome. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.